Welcome to The Future Built Smarter, a podcast in which IMEG engineers discuss innovative and trend-setting building and infrastructure design with architects, owners, and others in the AEC industry. I'm your host, Joe Payne, and with me again today is Mike Lawless, IMEG's Director of Innovation. Mike, uh, how's your day going so far? Oh, it's a great day. Glad, glad to be here again. I think we've got another exciting topic. Yeah, we do. Today is our fourth episode in a series that is based on the recent IMEG Executive Guide uh, about the built environment's impact on the quadruple aim. And uh, the quadruple aim is a, uh, is a framework that healthcare organizations use uh, to uh, achieve excellence. Uh, it has four goals, and uh, one of those goals is what we're going to talk about today, which is enhancing the patient experience. And uh, Mike, you, you ever spent any time in a hospital overnight? Yeah, I, I have. And, uh, you know, I've had family members and, and, a, and a child go through a serious illness and all those things, I think, have impacted me and how I think about construction and design of, of hospitals and healthcare facilities. Right, right. And uh, we've been talking about this topic a lot as we've worked together on this uh, executive guide. And I had the experience about a month ago where I had to spend a night in a hospital. And um, as I'm laying there in the bed and my mobility was a little bit limited, um, I'm looking around and I'm I'm thinking about the TV and I'm thinking about ordering food and all these other things and the, and the noise in the hallway and all this stuff. And I'm thinking, boy, I, I could really think of some ways to enhance this experience. And so um, uh, it's, you know, and I think until you're in that situation or you're a designer who works with, with that type of uh, 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 environment, uh, you might not think about it a lot. So um, to that end, we're going to dive into that topic. And uh, with us today, we have Corey Gardy. Uh, Corey is a biomedical engineer and a healthcare information technology specialist here at IMEG. And he also uh, was a co-author of our recent guide. So, Corey, welcome to the show. Thank you, Joe. Mike, appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, so, Corey, um, you know, there's so many things that we can talk about when we're talking about how the built environment has an impact on the patient experience. Uh, and I know you know this topic inside and out. Uh, where do we begin? How do we, how do we get this uh, idea uh, uh, kind of start to investigate here what can be done? Well, I, I think that the easiest way is to have fun doing it. Um, you know, I think that, you know, the, the proliferation of technology in healthcare has just, you know, grown immensely over the past, you know, several years. And if anything, COVID's been a, a, a positive thing on that. It's, it's been a catalyst for change in a very positive way, specifically in the experience side. Um, I always like to say that, you know, a healthcare or patient journey starts at home and ends at home. So if there's ways that we can bring, um, you know, home level type of experiences into the healthcare environment, why not? You know, let, let's push the envelope of that, you know, simple things. And, and, uh, and I say that tongue in cheek now, but simple things like a, uh, an Alexa based device uh, inside the patient room to, you know, play music, to change the television, to really give that nice, just comfortable, hands-free, you know, some of that home type experience of it. Um, I always tongue in cheek joke to say that, uh, you know, hospital is part of the word hospitality, right? So it's very easy to be done in a, in a hotel situation. So, you know, if we could do that there in some simplistic forms into a patient care environment, why not? I mean, there's just different things to, you know, bring in a, uh, you know, your own device to, to stream movies and, and be comfortable obviously knowing you're in a patient care setting have to be cognizant of those situations. But I think those are the, those are the things that we need to consider now. And, you know, we need to push the design space. We need to push architects to think this way, IT to think this way. 
um, and, and really the the overall you know future vision of what a smart you know intelligent patient room or experience looks like. Yeah, I think you know to to go back to Joe's commentary, the one one of my takeaways from that was Joe was in the hospital and he was thinking about our podcast. Yeah. So hopefully we <laughs> we provided some levity and some, some entertainment in, the, in those thoughts and what was maybe not as a fh- a fun, fun, you know. What I mean? Yeah, you guys you guys saved my whole state of mental health when I was. It, in it, 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 it probably put him to sleep, right? <laughs> hey. We, we want to help however we can. I appreciate it, guys. I knew you. I knew you were there with me. Yeah. <laughs> but but in all seriousness, now while putting them to sleep, you got to think about that. If a patient has the ability to control their their lights in a different way, I mean, there's the the, the smarter technologies to make scene based lighting in in rooms. Right. It's no longer just that traditional over the bed light. You can actually do you know lighting around you know the perimeter of the beds. So it's a little bit more calming environment. While Joe listens to his podcast, right? <laughs> you, you you apply that into a pediatric environment. Environment, you know, there's unique situation where you can do intelligent lighting above the bed where it's stars or something that changes at the middle of the night to, you know, calm the patients that they might be able to control and, and provide a little bit more of a unique high touch experience for, frankly, low cost and, you know, tying back to the building efficiency, a low efficiencies on this. So there's a lot of neat things that can do to, you know, improve Joe's, Joe's sleepiness. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I think, you know, sometimes with, with what Joe had shared and it's something that I've had, had experience. I, like I said, I had, I've spent probably more nights with, with one of my, my oldest child going through some uh, treatment for cancer, yep. but the, the acoustics piece and, and the sounds. Yeah. And I, I think of that pretty, pretty often. And, and Joe, I, I know you hit on that. Corey, when you think about that part of it, the sounds and how do we, how do we keep it maybe a little bit more quiet? What, how do, how do you approach that or how do you see that being handled? Well, there's, there's many different ways to do that. I, I, I think that, you know, if you, I mean, we've all been in somewhat of a healthcare situation, whether it be a consultative or even, you know, Joe's case in the patient bed, you hear all the beeps, you hear all the noises, you hear all the different things going on. You potentially hear hallways. So how can we think of and do different levels of acoustics in that room or even technology modifications to um, mute or minimize the amount of alarms that are going off the bedside and drive those to the caregiver, right? You know, there's certain instances where, yes, it is by requirement of the medical device that you got to be at the bedside, but there's intelligent routing and of alarms and events to drive to the caregiver so that if, as Joe is a patient or your even child is a patient, they don't hear those things, but they know and comfort level that a caregiver is listening to it outside the room or down the hall in a mobile fashion. So I think things like that are very important. I think that, you know, taking the emphasis of just the, the, the way that the doors are made and, and, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean to be a solid pain door. Um, it could be, you know, glass tempered that could change colors to at least, at least a little bit, you know, more aesthetically appeasing and, and allow still caregivers to see in there, but still allow privacy. So, you know, I think that there's a lot of different things that we can do. And, and obviously when you start layering in, you know, components like Alexa and, and the, you know, a heightened you know, patient entertainment education system, you have to be cognizant of, of volume, right? You're not going to be, you know, watching some, you know, blow them up, smash them up movie that, you know, might interfect, you know, uh, you know, the, the person down the hall. Um, that being said, you know, there are still some organizations that don't have um, private rooms. So how does that model play into that? So I think it's just, you have to be smart. You have to look at all the different use cases um, and, and really be dynamic as it relates to not only the design of the room itself, the acoustics, the technology, and the the end user experience, which could be a patient or a family member too, as well. So I think all those things need to be taken in consideration, and obviously having the caregiver at that side, right? You know, he or she needs to be directing what 
you know, Joe or even your child, uh, Mike, can, can actually do and, and not interrupt with patient care? I think, you know, to take a little bit of a step back, as a, as a patient, you know, we're going to an outpatient or an inpatient facility. You know, we're, we're getting ready sometimes for a, what's going to be a stressful event. And wayfinding and how do we get, you know, how do we park? How do we get into the space? You know, and then, you know, also that, that kind of that exit, that wayfinding piece. I guess, Corey, what are you seeing as far as that goes is helping patients get to and from their appointments and really be comfortable in that? Yeah, well, I, I think with, again, tying back to you know, somewhat of a silver lining with COVID, COVID, excuse me, it's a proliferation of this technology. And I said, finally, um, you know, the wayfinding and the blue dot navigation that we've all got custom on our phone has, has been there for years, right? Um, the There's now technologies where it allows you that when I'm starting my visit at home, it gives me turn by turn navigation. It allows the care team members to know that, you know, I'm coming, right? I, I'm, I'm, I'm on my way. And then there's actually technology that if I'm on a parking garage or, you know, parking structure, it knows that I'm on premises. So that in turn can cause the care team to be proactive and ready, get the room ready. You know, if, if, if there's different technologies in the room that could be digital art or whatever it is that's appeasing to me, that stuff could be going already. And then allow me as a patient or family member to do that turn by turn navigation because it's stressful to your point, Mike. It's it's complex. You know, if you're in a big urban environment, it's just it's a lot of different things. You want to have that comfort level. And if it's a high touch situation, you could actually have a care team member, depending on the situation, go find them and guide them to their to their room and just hold their hands. I mean it's just different things that you can leverage technology but still provide that, that nice personal touch to it. And and so, you know, we've if we think about just kind of that it starts at home, we've helped get the patient, you know, to the facility and now they're, they're going through their care journey yep. and there's a lot of, of things happening, a lot of tests, potentially what, what have you, what, what are you seeing as far as giving patients access to, you know, the progress on their test results, yeah. you know, the timing of things so that they're, they're in the loop and that they can have a comfort factor that things are progressing. Yeah, it's it's been interesting uh, journey on that, and I think that that you're going to see that a lot more. Um, frankly, it's it's that reducing the anxiety of the unknown, right? Um, providing a much more. You're waiting on a lab result. You're waiting on an exam. Um, you know, you're waiting on you know care team member to come in the room. But at least just you provide awareness of where you're at, and that could be in the room of a digital whiteboard that has a little bit more information. It could be on their their bedside tablet. Um, you know, there's a lot of different things that's going to basically be able to, to be more aware. A lot of the EMR vendors are providing those bedside type of applications so that the patient can can interact with them. Not all patients can interact, and so they'll allow for the family members to see that as well. So they're not going out in the hall bugging a caregiver. So I think that in a digital mobile environment, BYOD environment, you're seeing a lot more adoption of that to hit exactly what you just said, Mike, to reduce that anxiety level. You know, I think we've all been patients and family members of sitting there just not knowing what's going on. And you're just sitting there for two hours and it's just like, you know, give me an update. Um, I'll pivot on one thing is that, you know, there's, there's some unique applications, even the surgery side, where traditionally you just see the, the waiting room status board, right? There's newer technologies out there that are Snapchat-esque where a, a surgeon inside the OR can actually send a video saying, hey, Joe, here's Mike on the table. Everything's going good. They wave and, you know, it kind of provides them a little bit more comfort level of where they're at without going outside the sterile core. So it's kind of cool to see. And I think what you said there, BYOD, which is bring your own device. Right. I mean, I think we're all pretty tied into our cell phones at this point. I mean, yep. 
if you order a pizza, it tells you, you know, they're preparing it and then they're cooking it and then yep. they're, they're bringing it to you. And I, I think, Corey, what you're saying is they're starting to do that for the for the patients and the family. Yeah. So they can look at their device that they're comfortable with and say, yep. oh, you know how my test is in or they're, you know, they're giving us that status update. So yep. we know it, it's happening and we're we're making progress towards whatever the next goalpost is for that that patient or family member. Yeah. And, and I think it's, it's, I mean, we are a creature of our own, you know, habits, right? We want it, we want it now. <laughs> and so I think that the, it's going to just be much more proliferated in a, in a healthcare environment, especially. Now I say that tongue in cheek because not everyone has a smarter type device. So you're seeing organizations provide them with a hospital provided device to allow for that, you know, whether it be a bedside tablet, you know, um, an iPad, you know, something that might still give it's unique to them. It's unique to their room, but it's a shared device within the organization itself. Um, we've actually seen some organizations adopt a strategy from a marketing perspective to send them home. You know, you talk about the journey at home with a, a branded like Chromebook or whatever it is. That's a low cost investment, but it, it's it's a it's almost like a touch point back into the healthcare post their visit, so they could do follow up care and you know also they get a you know free Chromebook out of it. So there's. But at, at the end of the day, we don't we don't want you know our care team members to be IT IT staff members. So I think we just got a balance of of that level of you know giving out the technology. But but yeah, it's 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 growing an appetite, and and you know I think the patients want it and caregivers want it. Why why would you not want to have a patient more informed so they're not bugging you and sending their dinging like where's my food at, where's my water at, or whatever it is. I, I just had a thought. I don't know Corey if this is relevant, but you know I'm thinking okay. From a business standpoint, from the hospital standpoint, um, you know, if I'm a patient and I know I've got this surgery coming up and I've got my options of going to hospital A or hospital B, and I know for a fact, well, hospital A has, you know, I know what the patient experience is there. Hospital B is like got all this stuff. I'm going to, I'm going to choose that place. Yeah. I mean, is that, is that something that's, that's being seen too? Oh God. Yeah. I mean, it, you're, you're seeing a healthy competition <laughs> basically, right? You know, wouldn't you want to go to a, a hospital room that has a 70 inch display as compared to another one that has maybe a 32 inch, that's just, you get, you know, four channels and a bingo, you know, something along those lines. I mean, yeah. but, and I, and I think that that's, it's forcing, I think the other organizations that don't have that to evaluate that because ultimately it goes back to that patient experience. It goes back to improving your HCAP scores, which is, you know, reimbursable, you know, those kind of things. And ultimately the caregiver experience too. I mean, you, you got to kind of keep that in mind because that smart patient room is, is, is dependent on those care team members as well. And, and I think, you know, as we started and, and kind of worked our way through the process, you know, we've got, you know, organizations sending their, their patients home with devices. And the goal there is to continue that excellent care into the home and really, yep. Think about the patient not only when they're within your facility, but when they're at at home or out out in the community. Yep. And so I think we're seeing more. Um, I think Corey, we're seeing more thought processes around. You know, gosh, we're going to do a great job. This building is built to take care of patients. That's really important. But then, how does this in building impact the community? And some some thought processes around sustainability and energy efficiency. Yeah. And cost of care, which are part, another part of the quadruple aim, also positively impacting the community through less less pollution and how that really can transfer over into how the patients feel when they're at home or, or outside. 
Yeah, I mean, one thousand percent. I mean, you're you're always going to have your quaternary and tertiary level care care facilities, but you know, you're seeing a greater push to do hospital at home and, and care at home, and that, by turn, you know, can reduce you know carbon footprint. I mean, it's it's interesting just to see the amount of impact that it has from the commuting of a patient to and from a hospital uh, on that. And if there's ways to you know, once they leave their healthcare provider, that they can interface with them in their comfort of their own home. And still provide a nice touch point into that experience. I mean, why not? I mean, it just it seems healthier for the patient, the families, as well as the the, the care team member on the on the quote other end. So right. No, I think it's exciting where we've where we've come with technology and the thought process around the quadruple aim and how we can help go from the home, help provide a great experience in our in the healthcare facility, and then help transition them out into their home and in their community and just continue that that great patient care experience for them. I just the, the opportunities are unlimited. Yeah, the, the, the future's bright and, and somebody that that's been in this industry for a long time, it's 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 exciting to see where things are go, but it's it's not easy, right? It's it's change is never easy, but a change is, is can be very impactful for with, with something like this. Indeed. Indeed. Hey uh, Mike and, and Corey, it was a really good discussion today and I'm I feel glad that my experience uh, uh, also paid off. <laughs> you got some sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and helped in the podcast here to bring it to life. So um, everybody wins. Uh, so yeah, thanks, Corey, for joining us today. Um, Anytime. And uh, uh, listeners who missed earlier episodes in this series can find the Future Built Smarter on any podcast app, uh, or you can also visit the IMEG website, which is I-M-E-G corp.com and then look for the insights tab at the top and the drop down menu will give you a link to our podcasts the same link will also direct you to our guide section where you can also download the quadruple aim executive guide and you can learn more about today's topic and all the other topics uh, that we discussed in that guide next up in this series we'll take a look at how the built environment can improve the caregiver experience until then thanks for listening and take care